Hey all, happy holidays. Uh, it's Joe, not much to ask, uh, add here. Um, there's a list of content warnings. I'm sorry if I missed any. My entire desktop decided to delete itself, which included my notes, um, which I make when I'm editing the episode. So I think I remembered them all, but if I did not, please let me know and I will add them in in post. Uh, thank you, and I hope you're all having a safe and wonderful holiday. Thanks. Bye. I don't know about you guys, but I like my babies extra crispy. <laughs> oh, no. Even with context, that doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, hi everyone, it's Joe. I'm here, as always, with Autumn. Hello. And very special guest. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce me. Fine, I'll introduce myself. Yeah, I'm Andy. Do it, you fucker. <sighs> it's Andy. I have again roped Andy into... A special episode of the podcast because Lund would not stop bugging me about it. We're going to do an episode about anime. Yes! <sighs> so as I've mentioned before, Autumn and I are giant fucking weebs. Oh yeah. We watched a lot of anime. So it is. Fucking weebs. Fucking yeah, you're one to speak, Mister uh, Boxing Anime. Hey, Epo wasn't that bad. I still need to watch Epo. So, uh, Andy, what was your favorite anime growing up? Probably Shampoo. I didn't really watch that much anime until like college. Yeah, shit, Shampoo was good. Never it seen it. It's pretty it, good. It's like 24 episodes that still manages to have like five filler episodes. Yeah, but they're all pretty good. One of the filler episodes <laughs> is the second to last episode, which is weird. Well, tech, well, sort of, because it's, I'm pretty sure it's a multi-parter. Like the, the, the last actual episode is a multi-parter. So it's like a three-parter, but like, yeah, the episode before that, I can't remember if. I think it's the baseball episode. It's the baseball episode. It's the baseball episode, which <laughs> is really weird and like really out of uh, place, like tone wise. And then it's the finale where a bunch of very dramatic stuff happens and they find the samurai. He smells like sunflower seeds. And there's a guy. No, no, no spoilers. It's a good it's a good anime. Um just to give the basic premise, um there is a young girl who's trying to find the samurai that smells like sunflower seeds and she tricks two samurai just, just sunflowers. Hmm? It's just sunflowers, not sunflower seeds. I'm sorry, it's been a little while. She's trying to find the samurai that smells like sunflowers. And I don't think she reveals why at first. I think that comes a couple no. episodes in. No, she doesn't say it until like close to the end. Huh. Um but she tricks two uh Ronin who are 
in the same city as her into taking her off on an adventure to find him. Uh, one of them is... It's very blue Oni, red Oni. To the point but... where one of them dresses in red and one of them dresses in blue. And one of them is... Um, is Mugen? Not Mugen. Mugen? Mugen is the blue Oni, right? No. Okay. Jen's the blue Oni. Yes. Okay. Is Mugen Japanese? Uh, yeah, he's um, he's from the like the southern islands. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So there are two Ronin. Yeah. Uh, the one from the southern islands, Mugen, is as a very chaotic. He's from the Ryukyu Islands, which is like they're yeah. They're. I think it's one of those like. Like, Japan barely considers it part of Japan, but everybody else is like, yeah, it's Japan. Sort of a thing. Right. It's it's one of those, if you're Japanese and you said that, people would be like, ah, that tells me a lot about this character. Yeah. Um, And he's a ronin because he's never had a master and he just likes going around and getting in sword fights and he's very chaotic. And Jin is a ronin because his master died, I think. Yeah, there's more to it, but yeah. Spoilers. So yeah. Uh and so he's just kind of wandering around and he's very stoic and serious. And it's it's interesting. It's there's a lot of very interesting um set pieces. Uh it's very atmospheric. The soundtrack is very unique. Um it's a lot of hip hop. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of that the phrase when things clash. Um, dissonance. Sure. Thematic dissonance. Is that what you're looking for? No, but close enough. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting show by the same people who did Bebop. Mm-hmm. There's apparently a really good um, PS2 game where all the combat was like. Um, the uh, Arkham games, where it was all rhythm-based, and your combos were based off what um, records you bought at a store. Uh, it this it takes place during um oh what time period is it the, the Edo period? Right, um, and like it, it for... had just opened up. Uh, the U.S. had just opened up the country, right? No, um, it's when the Dutch were one of the only people who could really. Right. Um, the Americans do show up as part of like the, the baseball episode. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, uh, I remember that baseball didn't exist during this time period, which makes the baseball episode even weirder. <laughs> yeah. But for the record, an anachronistic is the phrase I'm looking for. Got it. Yes, it's very anarch and what you said. I, I feel like the baseball episode is so similar to like the beach episode to anime. Like so many oh. of them have one of each. Uh, I think it has several beach episodes. Shampoo? Yeah. No. Or a lot of episodes that take place near beaches. Yeah, but the I mean the beach episode as a trope is much more like vacation-y. True. And it is the opposite in this show. Very true. Yes, you know what? I'm remembering the beach episodes, and that is not a vacation. 
It's good. Check out Shampoo. It's uh, it's a short watch too. Yeah. Um. It's it's not completely serious. I know it sounds like it's very uh serious and no fun allowed, but there's a lot of very comedic moments. Um, there in, in the very first episode, there's a scene where it establishes that this guy is a complete asshole because he won't stop uh groping this woman's breast, but like catch. Mm, how to describe this? It's not. Guy comes in with his two uh, groupies, and he's sitting in a uh, in the restaurant, and his hand he's, is just down one of the girl's kimonos. He's like the governor's son or something, right? And it's very weird. There's a scene where the female main character is transporting bombs in her um, kimono, but as she's running, it's very jiggly and you don't realize that's what's happening at first and then the big reveal and it's funny yeah it kind of makes fun of the whole like fan service bounciness yeah uh, I, I saw that one gif I don't know what anime it is but the girls boobs do like a, a, a they you know, tail. yeah it's like yeah. tails is tails from Sonic yeah where they switch sides I've seen that one it's so weird uh Another one of my favorites is the the uh, anime where the girl has to go under the limbo bar, but she's too en endowed, so she bounces up and down until her breasts squish down far enough for her to slip under. Oh, anime boob physics. Yeah. Code Vein has some really fun ones of those. C Code Vein has some great boobs. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what anime I watched as a kid because I watched a lot of um, Toonami on Saturday nights, so that was like when they had all their anime on. Same with Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. um, so of course I watched uh, DBZ and I was into DBZ. I wasn't a huge DBZ fan. Um, I kind of fell off after uh, Cell Saga. So I've never actually seen all of Boo Saga. It's, yeah, I actually, like, the only time I was watching DBZ, like, as it was actually coming out, I think was during the Boo Saga, and even then, like, I kind of petered out towards the end. I Boo Saga is... There was, it wasn't, like, it didn't, like, all come out, I feel like. It didn't, like, all air continuously either. Like, they'd just, like, stop or do reruns and crap. It was, it was during that period where they didn't, like, have any consideration for people trying to actually watch the damn show. Yeah, that happened with um, uh, the Frieza saga. I remember because it got to um, they had just teamed up with Vegeta and then they started airing from the first episode again. <laughs> and they went through the entire thing up to that point and then continued on. But I think that was also because they changed um, uh, from four kids to Funimation, that dub. Mm. Oh. Because they were definitely different voice actors when they came back. Because <laughs> Krillin actually sounded like an adult and Gohan actually sounded like a kid. I, but it wasn't... It wasn't uh, 
the as bad as the big green dub. <laughs> or I think for some reason Vegeta was Spanish. I'm, uh, I like have this like definite memory of Vegeta at one point saying like I caramba or something ridiculous. Oh, no. I, I believe he says Dios Mios at one point. Oh no. I have a clear memory and I've never been able to find anyone else who remembers this of in the Frieza saga when uh, Captain Genyu and Goku switch bodies and so Ginyu in Goku's body finds Krillin and Gohan and walks up to talk to them. And they're like, oh, Goku, you're back. You defeated them. Oh, and Jace is here. I guess he's on our side now. And uh, uh, Ginyu's like, yes, that is what's happening. Hey, look, over there. And they turn around. And I remember clearly Jace doing the Catholic cross thing before uh, Ginyu starts beating the shit out of them. But I've never met anyone else who remembers that. So if uh, if you remember that, please let me know that I'm not making that up. <laughs> Full on Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Because that's where I learned about the Catholic cross. Despite the fact that I was like 12 or 13 and was raised Catholic. So, so how old were y'all during Naruto? I never watched Naruto. I was too old for it. Uh, okay, so neither of you were Naruto runners. Uh, God, no. <laughs> there was a kid at our middle school and high school who I actually used to be really good friends with um, until we simultaneously realized, oh, we don't actually like each other. This friendship has just existed off of inertia. Um, but he was he was the kind of kid who did the Naruto run and uh, his computer background was... Um, Kenpachi from Bleach. Ha! He was that kind of kid. Well, like, same. Yeah, but you weren't a massive asshole. Uh, this kid I... was openly hostile and, like, abusive to his friends. Okay, I wasn't that. I, was, I wasn't the nicest kid, but I wasn't I, I wasn't that. Yeah, I remember he was just kind of douchey. Like, even, like, Thing I had like, I didn't really interact with him that much in middle school and stuff. I mean, he was just like the uncool kid or one of them. Yeah. But then um, <laughs> I remember he had special privilege in middle school though to like use a computer for like note taking and stuff, which of course he wasn't doing. No. And then we found out literally all he was doing was like shitty notepad ASCII art. Yep. Like, <laughs> all day, every day. Yep. And then we found out that he, uh, we figured out there was an easy way to get into other people's accounts because I guess like to log in under a username, you needed a password. But if you just like the, the admin password was dogma or something like that. Yeah. Well, we found, so it's all the admin password or all the, every user account was like, or at least the admin accounts login credentials were saved in plain text on one of the server shares. But we actually found that like everybody's everybody had like a user specific folder that you know things would be saved to. Mm-hmm. And you could actually access that by it was literally backslash backslash home backslash home. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was discovered because um, uh, I think a teacher did it, like when they were trying to like pull up a presentation or something, and didn't understand the implications of what they were showing everybody. And then so one of the more like tech savvy kids did that and was like, oh my God, I see everyone's user folders. Oh my God, I can access everyone's user folders. Oh my God, I can make new user folders. Because that's how they made Clark Kent. uh, That's also how they discovered the admin credentials and then decided to change the wallpaper on every machine to a Halo wallpaper and Mm -hmm. took over the admin account and changed its password to penis. (laughs) It was great. Um, They created a new username, um, Clark Kent, so that they could install um, a MUD that all of us really liked playing. So we would all access the MUD through that. Um, and then just that's all we would do all day is just play it. And I was dumb enough to install it to my user profile. And I got into a lot of trouble. Um, and the computer teacher threatened that if I didn't do manual labor for him during recess, he was going to take away all of my computer privileges at the high school I was going next year. Which, looking back... You can't fucking do that. No. Also, the IT guys at our high school did not give a fuck. They did not. I, uh, my senior year, I was in that class, and I just spent the entire time looking at Superman memes. <laughs> I was supposed to learn how to build a computer. I never even got close to that. My final project was making a photo bucket account. That's not a joke. Making a photo bucket account. And understanding how it worked. And there was another... The idea was he was... The guy was like, okay, usually I make you guys do something. But most of the people in here are freshmen and sophomores. You're a senior because you needed an elective. So I'm going to have you instead do stuff that you'll probably actually use. And so he was like, okay, so just make accounts on these sites. Figure out how they work. Like, this social media stuff is starting to uh, get going, so it's important for you to understand how social media works and doesn't. So that's what I did, and it was a super easy final. I mean, not like I just played video games for half of my high school last two years, so. I miss high school. I miss high school because it was so... It wasn't the best years of my life. There was just so little responsibility. And just Correct. Like, my life is pretty good now. I just wish my life could be as good as it is now with the responsibilities I had in high school. Yeah. So, so basically, I just want to be super rich. So I never have to <laughs> work and just, and just fuck around. Yeah, I, I definitely miss the lack of responsibilities and also my body not slowly breaking down. That is also great. I remember yay, yay being in your 30s. I remember when my joints all worked because in high school I ruined all of them. Yeah. I, I noticed my knees just clack all the time now, thanks to my like having been running recently. It's uh, great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have to go to physical therapy for my left uh, elbow, probably. Because it doesn't bend all the way now. Which I swear has nothing to do with the fact that I was in a uh, pretty nasty bike accident a couple months ago. I would have gone to an orthopedics about my my finger already, but COVID, so it's not worth the risk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a virtual meeting in January because that was the earliest uh, <laughs> physical therapy appointment they could make for me. Um, but hopefully it won't be bad. I'm still stretching it. I mean, I'm fine. It's, it still works. It just doesn't bend all the way. And I just want to make sure that it's not going to be one of those things where they're like, wow, your elbow is probably going to break soon. You need to get that taken care of. Surgery, wonder, surgery, surgery. I wonder if physical therapists are like, considered to be on like the expedited COVID list. Probably not like highest priority, but they must be because they come into contact with Yeah, people in like hospital but there's also like a there's like the physical therapists who like work in hospitals and then there's like the ones that are more like external. Right. Outpatient. Yes. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, it would be nice to be able to fully open my right hand. Mood. (laughs) I actually have, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it is a a condition that is genetic in my family where my, um, my hands at rest just curl into claws. Which, right now, they're not bad, but uh, I mean, don't most people's hands slightly curl naturally? Or no, like mine, mine are fully like folding in, and yeah. like I, uh, eventually it'll get to the point where I won't be able to lay my hand down on a uh, surface without them being slightly arched. I mean, not good. That's that's how my hands are comfortably lay as well. Huh? You might need to talk to someone about that. Yeah, my hands are all fucked up anyway. Right. Well, no, I'm I'm saying not comfortably, as in, if I force them down, they still won't go flat. Hmm. Um, ever my let's see, my two of my uncles and my grandfather on my mother's side all had to get surgery done to get it fixed, and I might have to do that too because genetics. Woo! Yay! Stop my. I uh like my thumbs are so messed up when I went in when I went in to get surgery done on a wrist mm-hmm. I, I mentioned my my thumb was like hyperextended from a bike crash mm-hmm. and he like misunderstood me and he was like I was talking about my left thumb and he was like feeling my right thumb and he's like oh yeah I can see that the um the tendon's supposed to run like alongside like the middle of your knuckle, and it's alongside the side instead. Like it's definitely loose. And I was like, actually, I'm talking about my other thumb. And he feels that one, and he goes, "Oh, that one's way worse." <laughs> so, Great. Well then, he's like, "Yeah, technically, we can like we can go in and like like cut off part of the tendon and like restretch it out and like basically re like staple it back to the bone, but it." You know, it's one of those, like, is the cure worse than the problem sort of thing? And I was like, no, I'm just going to have shitty thumb for the rest of my life. 
until we get robo joints, apparently. So, man, can't wait for robo joints. Yeah, no kidding. Kind of sad that I was like reading. I I spent like way too long reading about hip replacements, even though my hips are fine. Like not too long ago, for some reason, I was I was like, hey, this is probably going to be applicable to me at some point in the future. Uh. Well, we also you know live in America, so it'll probably involve a fourth mortgage to be able to afford any of the shit. So yeah. That's why. Yeah, let's not think about that. Speaking of places other than America, uh, what was your favorite anime growing up, uh, Autumn? Uh, so well, the first anime I ever got into was uh Inuyasha. Of course. <laughs> so uh, Kamui yeah. Tanner. Hey, actually, that was, I think that was the first like legit anime anime I watched. Um, I think that was the first in general, because I, I watched that before I even watched, like, Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, jeez. Because um, I was just... I, I, I assume I found it just because I was already watching Cartoon Network and I switched over to Adult Swim and I started playing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, this is so cool! It's got a giant sword, it's got cool long hair. I want cool long hair. And Sashomaru is so, so dark and edgy. So dweamy. He was a fair character. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just cool. gonna say it's sad that I still know the name Sashomaru. So, um, Kago- No, Kagome was was Kagome the um archer girl. She's the main girl, like yeah. main character. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember the name of her like past person. Oh, uh, it's um, Kikyo. Yeah. Huh. I was a huge Inuyasha fan. <laughs> That's fine. So have, I, you started, have you started watching the sequel? Uh, I watched a couple episodes. I right now I, I, I just after not watching normal TV and watching Netflix shit, I'm just to this point where like I, I like binging things, so I'm waiting on it. Fair. Um, I watched a couple episodes and I, it's pretty cool so far. Uh, the main character looks like an adorable little lesbian. Hmm. Um, like she like has like super short hair and wears suits. I'm into that. Okay. Um yeah, that's really the first one along with like, you know, typical was like Pokemon, which I Pokemon's probably the only four kids dub that is actually good. <laughs> I can't think of any other four kids dub that it didn't absolutely destroy like Yu-Gi-Oh or One Piece. Time to use my frying pan. And <laughs> As I'm going to turn I, my my frying pan, ugh, yes, frying pan into drawing pan. Damn it, Andy. A, I was literally about to say that, and B, we both fucked up the quote. <laughs> I, I stopped because you started saying it. So fine. I just love the edits of like they took out all the guns in Yu-Gi-Oh, so just people pointing oh, their maybe. fingers. Yeah. And, or how they gave San- Sanji a lollipop. Right. <laughs> Seven yeah. cigarette. And the uh, the hammer monstrosity from uh, uh, the first arc with Zoro. Oh, yeah. Where, where the guy's holding a gun to Kobe's head, and then Four Kids is like, we can't have guns. So they turned into like a spring loaded hammer. 
Oh, Forkins does a weird shit, but some like I guess Pokemon is it, just the anime. The anime is already too wholesome, so they don't have to like fuck it up too much. So those are actually pretty good. As long yeah. as it's not giving children seizures. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, but God, poor poor Porygon. Disciplined for something Pikachu did. <sighs> so for anyone who might not know, because this is from the old days of Pokemon season one. Uh, we're old. Yeah. I think there were three banned episodes from that year. Um, <laughs> Safari Zone. Yes. Uh, there's the Safari Zone where Ash catches a horde of Taurus and the uh, Safari Manager pulls a fucking Magnum on him. Uh, there is the episode where a giant tentacruel attacks a city, which they took out, which is weird because that's in the opening. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's, that, that always confused me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and that happened because uh, there's a beauty contest which James enters into <laughs> with giant inflatable breast form. And no... No, it was taken out because 9-11 happened. Oh. oh. Right around when it was... No, because 9-11 happened when I was in 7th grade. And this was before 7th grade, wasn't it? I gotta Google this shit. It was, it was something like 9-11 happened or um, maybe the Oklahoma City bombing. Tentacle, it was, it was... The Tentacruel episode was aired in the U.S. Was it? Yeah, it also aired in 1998, so, you know. Huh. I could have they skipped that one. Jesse and James were such a fucking highlight of that show. They they were the best. They're so good. They're so good. Do you remember the episode where, uh... Um... Where Meowth becomes worshipped by, uh... A group of people because they think he can cast payday, but because Meowth learned to talk, it meant he couldn't level up anymore, so he couldn't cast payday. Or he couldn't <laughs> use payday, so Jesse and James had to throw away their fortune so that the uh, the group of people wouldn't kill Meowth for not being able to create money out of nothing. It was weird. Oh god, one, they actually did air the, the uh, James boob episode eventually yeah. but they like since they like cut that part of the episode obviously uh, but apparently at one point in the episode an elderly man stares at misty's breasts and in the original japanese says he will be looking forward to having fun with her in a few years oh, oh christ the actual fuck anime gets fucking gross <laughs> Yep. Well, I was gonna say it's a kid show, and then I remembered Master Roshi in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we got a straight up fucking creep in Dragon Ball yeah. that was really into that seven, sixteen year old girl. How old was Bulma? Bulma. How old was Bulma in original Dragon Ball? <laughs> she was like fourteen, I think. They they probably aged her up in the U.S. Oh, she. Years. Yeah. Okay. She might. They might have. Yeah. Because for some reason, Japan really likes 14-year-olds to, you know. Also, it's weird to think, like, just, Goku looks like a toddler. He's, like, 12. Yeah, I thought he was, like, 
10 when in the series. I don't know. I know he's, but yeah, he does. He, he looks like he's like two feet tall. Yeah, but he's like 12 or 13. I can't remember which. It was not that long ago since I actually watched him. Well, A, she apparently uh, has gone through 18 different hairstyles. The uh, the wiki has her uh, her measurements for her breasts as a teen, an adult, pre and post breastfeeding. Why? Because <laughs> <of> wiki. <sighs> nice. <laughs> Anyway, one of the other Pokemon episodes that was censored was, like, Jinx-focused, which... Oh, God. Oh. I forgot about that one. Um, I try and forget about Jinx. Jinx is not great. J- Jinx and Mr. Popo were problems. Yeah. Yeah. Though I guess Mr. Popo... I guess they're both based off of, like, Japanese mythology that days before. Yeah, it doesn't like. Like, Blackface sort of is a thing in Japan, but like, not to the same. It doesn't have the same historical fucked upness as it is in the US. And so that's not what they think about. But, you know, that's why localization can be important sometimes. Yeah. God, I need to find her age. For some reason, Blue Popo, like, wigs me out more than Purple Jinx. I don't know if it's just being used to it now, or what? 16. Apparently, at the beginning of Dragon Ball, Bulma was 16. Okay. Dope. Dope. (laughs) Well, dope that I was correct. (laughs) Not dope that Roshi. Well, I thought she was 14, so that's slightly... I mean, it's still not okay, but it doesn't make it any better for me. But I just it, it just makes it better in the fact that I was correct, as I yeah. always should be. Sure. Um. <laughs> so gross. Roshi's so gross. He's so gross. Yeah. Also, and... apparently in Dragon Ball Kai, at one point, Goku bribes um, Eldest Kai to let them use the Dragon Balls by promising uh, naughty photos of Bulma. What? Which, Vegeta is right there and fucking chews him out for it. I just, but... I love that, like, Vegeta's like a legit, like, yeah, he's a he, he's a dad that actually loves his wife and kids. Unlike Goku. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vegeta's a significantly better father than Goku. Everyone is. That's that's um, messed up. God, fucking he, Piccolo's a much better father than Goku. Well oh, yeah. I think fucking DBZA Vegeta's a better father than actual Dragon Ball Goku. Goku's such an awful dad. Probably, yeah. God. Like when he just leaves at the end of the Boo saga. Yeah, he's just like, like right, see ya. <laughs> oh yeah, he leaves to go train um ooh. Boo. Yeah, ooh. Like he's just like, alright, I know I, I know I've been gone I've uh haven't been around for most of your kids' lives, but uh I'm gonna keep going with that. See ya. Yeah. 
I know my I know my youngest son is like six or seven years old, and I've only been around for one of those years. But now I have to go train another child. And didn't he only come back like at, during the Boo Saga so they could be yeah. in the World Martial Arts Tournament anyway? He like got special permission to come back from the dead. He had twenty four hours. He he had a he won a special twenty four hour uh uh living pass from beating uh someone in an afterlife martial arts tournament um and once he did that that's where it was in the filler anime and that's where he uses super kaioken uh and so he gets the 24-hour day pass and so he shows up to uh fight in the tournament and chi chi at first is like what the fuck why would you only come back to do this now and then Someone mentions uh, how much money is on the line, and she goes, oh, well, seeing as how I don't have a job, and I don't want to get a job, I'm okay with you coming back to win this tournament so that you can give the money to me, and I don't need to worry about money anymore because my dad is almost out of money, and I live off my dad. Which is just dumb, because you have, like, your whole family is fucking superheroes. Like, go, go, like, I don't know, take place in a martial arts film or something with Gohan. Right, but he needs to do his studies. Yeah. So, says Chi-Chi, the, who uh, apparently everyone forgot was a fighter for, like, most of her life. Yeah. Yeah, literally. she was, like, a barbarian king's daughter. Uh-huh. And, and literally, like, fought, granted lost, but fought Goku in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, several times. And yeah. Most of the times, it was a pretty even fight. And she fights a couple times in Z, but it's always to get warfed. Well, the yeah. first time first time is to get warfed. All the other times is to show how evil the people are, that they're beating up this poor defenseless woman who could probably take almost anybody to the planet easily. Yeah, she, uh, she fights. Well, she gets her ass handed to her in the slug movie, I remember. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think sometimes with like you know, there's so many characters who think like, oh, they're just so weak. Like Krillin's so lame and weak. It's like Krillin's the most pa- like strongest human alive. Oh, Krillin is far. Krillin is legitimately the strongest man alive. Yeah, he is. Even Mister Satan, who's like hilariously weak, is like freakishly strong. Yeah, yeah. and like Krillin, and like Kr- Krillin's like forty five billion times stronger than. Him. Yeah, and. It misses a lot, but Krillin invents one of those powerful key attacks ever with the uh, Destructo Disc. It cuts through anything. Yeah, which to be fair, Frieza also had a version of that he stole from him. But he, no, Frieza always had that. Did he always have that? Yeah, it's a different technique technically because it works a bit differently. It like homes. Yeah, it he it's controllable. It's more like um, Yamcha's controllable key blast than. Uh... <laughs> The Destructo Disc. Also a punching bag. Yamcha. Yamcha. Who in Dragon Ball was like as strong as Goku for most of it. He was stronger than Goku for most of it. Oh, wow. So was Krillin. And and Tien. And Tien. Fucking Saiyans. Anyways, we're going to end the first episode here. Uh, We'll be back next week where we continue to fucking weeb out about anime. Hope you stop by. Thanks. Bye.
Uh-huh.